Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. We are on a mission to help people increase their cash flow. While the steady paycheck of a 9-to-5 job may provide you a sense of security, it will never bring you true financial freedom and abundance. We will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies behind increasing your cash flow. We connect with the experts who have defied conventional finance wisdom, who now earn more than they ever once thought possible. For those of you that are not yet at your full potential, are underemployed, or simply looking to grow their cash flow, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Finance and Markets Cash Flow Hacking Podcast. And now to your host, Casey Stubbs. Hello, this is Casey Stubbs with the Cash Flow Hacking Podcast, where you're going to learn the tips, tricks, and strategies to help you increase your cash flow. And today we have a great guest, very exciting, a different angle on how to increase your cash flow, but one that you're going to want to pay a lot of attention to because she's going to give us some excellent tips that can really change your life and give you good results. So we're here today with Tracy Goodwin who is from Captivate the Room, and she is a voice coach, and she's going to teach you how to use your voice to increase your results in whatever it is that you're doing. Thanks, Tracy, for being on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me, Casey. I'm super excited to talk to you about this. So I just got to give everybody that's listening the background on how we ended up connecting. You ended up doing a, a random connection on LinkedIn, and then when I ended up reading your profile and what you did, I realized that I had to talk to you because I knew that these, this type of skill would be really important to me and it could help me and also my listeners. So I immediately tried to get you on the show. So thanks for coming. Yeah. I'm so glad you reached out. It's, it's important stuff. Right. So since we're talking about increasing our cash flow and how specifically can voice help you with your cash flow and how can voice help you in basically any area of your life? What is it that you really focus on helping people with? Well, it's, it's probably the listeners are probably thinking voice and money. How does that, how is that working? And the funny thing is, is that I find that I am the last person people think about and really and truly we need to talk about flipping that because here's the thing, and, and this is my 25, 28-year body of research, body of work, but science has also proven all of this. The voice is how we determine everything about you. Literally from the first 30 seconds that you start talking, we're determining what kind of car you drive. Do you live in the city? We're also determining based on what we hear in your voice, Do we trust you? Are we going to work with you? Are you affecting us on an emotional level? 
So there's all kinds of things wrapped into the voice that people don't even think about, don't even realize they're doing. But when it comes to money, I am deciding based on what I hear, am I going to give you my money? And it's all happening on the subconscious level. But I'm hearing if I trust you. I'm hearing, are you passionate enough for me to hire you? Because I'm looking for somebody really passionate. And what happens to us is over the course of our lifetimes, I call it psychology of the voice. Our experiences come into our subconscious mind and they start shaping and shifting our voice, shutting it down, flattening it out, not allowing us to reveal who we really are. And then we don't get the promotion. We don't get the girl. We don't get the deal. We don't get the next level and we can't figure out why. Okay. So just a real quick fire question on that. It sounds like there's a subconscious fear or lack of confidence. It could be a whole bunch of things that is happening in the subconscious. And then it is actually revealing itself in the way that you speak subconsciously and people are picking up that you have those fears or whatever. I mean, I could probably list a whole bunch of things. They're subconsciously picking up and they're filtering you out because of these things that they're able to pick up. Is, is that on the right path or am I off base with that? You are so spot on and I'm going to take it up to the next level in case you got to bear with me. Cause I get kind of, I geek out over this stuff. Yeah, I I like so, so you're I, on the right show. <laughs> yeah. You're spot on, but I want to take it to the next level and, and tell you why I know your people are successful. I know they are smart and they're, if they're struggling with this, they're frustrated because it's like, why can't I shift this? Well, here's what happens. Yes. It's a fear. Yes, it's a concept, but it literally starts when we're little kids. It can start shifting the first time somebody tells you, hey, shut up. Your subconscious mind Mm -hmm. is protecting your heart. That's its job. Your heart is your message. Your voice is the orchestra of your heart. So somebody says, hey, Casey, stop talking. You're, You're in third grade. Your subconscious says, don't worry, Casey, I've got this. We're going to just shut this down. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're 40 and you're, and I'm just using you as, your name as an example. You're 40 and your manager says, listen, you just really can't manage people. You don't have what it takes. I can't really give you that promotion. And, it, and it's because somewhere along the line, you started believing people didn't want to hear what you had to say. And, and you just shut down. And so now all of a sudden you're talking like this and, and you're just not making the impact. Okay. Now, I didn't realize... I'm learning a lot. That's why I had you on the show. I didn't realize that the way that your voice portrayed itself and that it spoke had something to do with your social makeup, that it was a sociological issue. Um, So based on that, your training, is it, is this a psychology training or is this strictly voice or is it, or is it both when people are working with you? Yeah, it ends up being both, but here's the thing. That psychology of the voice puts it in the muscle memory. 
So when people get in, it's just like gym for the face. When people get in front of me and I start listening to them, I can tell that their sound is stuck somewhere. Maybe their sound is stuck in the back of their throat. Maybe it's stuck in their jaw. Maybe they have very limited use of vocal variety. Maybe they have a pattern. All right. I hear that. And what I do is I put something different in the muscle memory because that, and I'm going to use a lilt, for example, that lilt up is put in the muscle memory. You do it automatically. I hear it and I go, why are you asking my permission? And then what I do is I shift it in the muscle memory because that's what they're hearing. They're hearing whatever you've put in your muscle memory, like a lilt. A lilt is processed as, hey, would you like to buy my stuff? No, because you don't even believe in it. That's what they're processing subconsciously, and it's in your muscle memory. Okay, so when you say lilt, just to give an example or just to really nail that down, because I hadn't heard that term before we talked today, it's when you're proposing a, a question or a closing statement, does it have to do with whether you're asking for a promotion or you're trying to get a sale? Like when does that happen specifically and what is it? When I hear people with a lilt and I was just working with somebody this morning, it is an, it becomes an all the time thing. A lilt is I ask you a question and my voice goes up. Hey, do you like dogs? Right. But what happens, the psychology of the voice says, "Mm, they don't really, I don't know if they want what you have or whatever happens. And all of a sudden, when I'm pitching to you and I'm talking to you about my product, I'm at the end of every sentence, I'm going up. And so I'm, what you're processing is doubt. What you're processing is asking for permission because that's what it sounds like I'm doing. Would you, this is my new product. I think it would be really great for you. And now I'm having to kind of force it, but people literally lay that in as a pattern and then they wonder, why am I not closing my sales? Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Now, is this, uh, is this strictly based off of confidence? And so if you're working with someone, 
are you working to try to help them boost their confidence so then their voice will improve or are you working to improve their voice and then maybe their confidence will improve? Oh my gosh. I love that you just asked me that because people come to me and they say one of two things. One is I, can you make me sound more confident? And the second one is, can you make me be more captivating? That's what it's one of two when people come to work with me. And I want to tell you what confidence really is from a voice perspective. It is about putting a different product out and getting a different set of feedback in. Your confidence about speaking is not what you want it to be because you're looking out and you're seeing what they're, the, the result, that they're giving you feedback, which is they're not listening to you. They're cutting you off. They're not paying attention. They're not buying from you. That's your feedback. And so you're saying, ooh, I don't have confidence. What I do is I put a different product out. I put people into a confident voice by getting rid of these patterns, by getting rid of all these, the sound being stuck. If your sound is stuck, it can't flow out and touch my heart. We change vocal variety. If you have no vocal variety, you can't touch me on an emotional level. We change that. You put that product out, you get a different response back. And literally from that first different response, your confidence starts to soar. That's okay. how I build confidence. That's good. Now, I'm, I'm really going to push this back to our listeners so that they can kind of evaluate themselves. And I'm going to do the same thing because I'm a pretty much a total rookie here. Uh, this is new ground for me. So I'm a total rookie. I don't have any idea about voice or how it can help me. What is the very first thing that I need to do on my own to figure out how to get this voice thing under control? I think that the first thing that you can look at is I think that there's something called perception versus reception. And it's what we perceive we're doing versus what is being received. And I think that you could literally, you may have to write a list down because you may, I have people, they have no idea what they're putting out. Right. right. But a lot of people come to me and they know, they're like, I'm, I'm flat, I'm boring, I'm not breathing, I, I you know, I, whatever is going on. So I think the first thing to do is look at the analysis. Is your sound stuck somewhere? Is your sound stuck in your throat? Is, are you, are you, do you mash your jaw? If you mash your jaw, yeah, it could be stress, but it could also be something your subconscious mind put in to keep your words from coming out because the voice is the utmost place of judgment. And what do we fear? Judgment. So we start trying to be what we think people want us to be with our voice. So our sound gets locked down. Are we breathing? Do we run out of air? You know those people, and you know it if it's you, where you're talking, you're talking, you're going, and you're going, and all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, I have no air, but I got it for the love of everything. I got to keep going because I, I cannot have any air. And then you grab in a bunch of air. Do you go too fast? Do you go too slow? Do you have any pitch? Do you, are you constantly asked to repeat yourself? What is happening with your voice? Okay. And if you, you know, if you're not sure, ask somebody, do you think I talk too fast? Do you think I, do you, what do you notice when you hear my voice? And then that's how you know where you need to work. So this would be about 
building an awareness of how you speak. So that would probably be a, kind of an action item. I like to, to pull out action items. So the first action item is be aware of how you're speaking, what your voice sounds like. And you would do that by thinking about your voice, thinking about how you speak, and then asking others. And one other thing you could do, I think would help take you to the next level would be then to record yourself, perhaps during a conversation, and then just listen to it and determine if there's anything that you notice based off of the recording. Is that something that you would recommend someone doing as well? Yeah, and I'm a little tricky about recordings. I think that recordings are okay, but I want to put a spin on it about how you listen to it. It, because you hear people, they say, oh, I hate the sound of my voice, right? And even when I'm working with people and I'm putting them into these new things, they don't like it. It feels uncomfortable. It sounds weird. Remember that that subconscious mind is going to try to protect you. And that subconscious mind is what we don't want listening to that voice, right? And when I work with people, I go straight for the muscle memory. I get the mind out of it. We'll bring it back in later. Oh. So. What do you notice? Do you notice that you're really listen in the, from the perspective of technique, fast, slow, loud, soft, sound stuck, flowing nicely, is interesting. Really look at points rather than, ooh, I don't like the sound of my voice. Does that make sense? Right. So you're rather, you're trying to be objective yeah. with your listening rather than being emotional and letting Absolutely. your subconscious do it. Now, I'll just tell you, I do public speaking, not a lot, but I do do it regularly. And I force myself to listen to myself speak. And that happens to me. It's hard for me to do it because I notice all of the things that I don't like, but I do it because I want to improve. So I kind of just swallow that pill and say, okay, this is not fun for me, but I want to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing. I think it just has to be objective. And I think that when you have an outside source that you can trust, talk to them, you know, because our perception is always going to say, oh, you're not going too fast. We're really, you are, you know, and that's another common thing. People come to me all the time. I hear it. I go really fast because I think I, that is what will captivate the audience. That is what will keep their attention is if I go really fast. That is a surefire way to not keep their attention. Okay. So it's almost like look at what you're doing. And in many, many cases, we have to literally go to the opposite. Uh -huh. But what we want is that we want to take people on a journey. That's what touches their emotion. So if we pick one thing like going really fast, and I'm going really fast to keep your attention. I'm never going to keep your attention because I'm being predictable. You want to be unpredictable. You want to go fast, go slow, yeah. start, yeah. motion, no emotion, loud, soft, just all over the place. While not just for the purpose of doing that, but taking them on a journey, getting them to the point to experience whatever it is you're trying to get them to experience. Yes, because that is how you reveal who you really are. Because in life, we get excited. We, we squeal. We lower our voices. We do all of that. And then all of a sudden, when we get in the conversation or the business thing or the asking for the boss, the, the, to the raise or the next level, all of a sudden we get all stuck up in our head and everything falls flat and we touch no one on an emotional level and we don't make the sale. We don't get the promotion and we wonder why. Yeah. It's your voice.
Now, the first step we had talked about was really being aware, trying to identify some, some areas in your speaking. Now, once you do that, then what is the next step from there? I would probably start with, you know, I think we have to have kind of a core, what I call a core five with volume and speed. I always establish that. Well, probably what I establish first is getting sound unstuck, getting sound flowing out. That might be a little tricky to get into. I could give you one bit on that. For Let's talk about for a moment the people that mash their jaw that they, they kind of, or they grind their teeth. What's happening is you hear the difference in my sound now. It's flowing out to you. But if I lock up my jaw, do you hear how all of a sudden now I'm really holding the sound and I really don't want you to have it and it's much harder to connect with me? I've shut my flow down and we want that flow. So for somebody that, and I don't know because I don't know who's going to end up listening and I can't hear your voice, but if that is you, one of the things you can do is you've got to start releasing your jaw. You've got to start literally yawning and releasing your jaw, dropping your jaw, dropping your jaw to free those, to free your voice so it can flow out and touch my heart. So I'll give you all my money. So that's then, a, a muscle memory thing. That's a muscle also memory. a practice thing. Like you're just yep. t- training your body how to respond. Literally, and you have to put something new in the muscle memory. If in my muscle memory for 40 years has been, I can't let this voice out because they're going to judge me, it's there, but I can shift it. I shift it with people every day. I, I, you know, and they can't, you can't see me. I don't know why I'm dropping my jaw. You can't see me, but I can train that jaw to be free. And it literally can happen in 30 days or less. Muscle memory, I can flip it. People don't work with me for three months. They work with me for a very short time because I work in muscle memory and we can flip it. So then we want to establish a moderate level of volume. Are you really quiet? Are you really loud? Do you go really fast? Do you go really slow? We've got to address speed and volume and we've got to establish that you, that you speak at a moderate pace. You are your volume as at a moderate volume. You've got to calibrate that. If you're too loud, start working on lowering that volume for your core volume. If you're too quiet, start being a little louder. Practice reading out loud every night. Right? You're not going to go from a two to a five overnight. We want a five for our core on a scale of one to ten. So we got to establish louder, establish slower, establish faster then we can start playing around with going faster and going slower, being louder and being quieter to touch people on an emotional level. But we've got to get rid of these patterns first. These things that we've put in place, like always going too fast or always being too quiet. So we've got to establish that moderate place. And I call it the pendulum. The pendulum always seems to be kind of stuck on the right or stuck on the left. People talk really fast. They're stuck on the right. Why'd you start talking so fast? Because somebody told me I talked too slow. So you see how the pendulum went all the way over? We want that pendulum always swinging. Does that make sense? 
It does. And you know, just after listening to you, I've been thinking about, okay, well, how's this going to help me? How's it going to make me a better person? How's it going to increase my cash flow? Because that's the, the topic. But I, I kind of came up with a different thought, uh, which is this is really beneficial because it helps me probably build relationships with people because now I'm able to reveal who I really am and I don't have to be, you know, this image that I have for myself through how I speak, I can, I can express more, which could help you with your relationships and help people actually know you on a, on a deeper level. I don't know if that is an accurate uh, thought, but that's what came to me when I was listening to you speak. Again, spot on, spot on. And I think what people don't realize is one, the power of their voice or two, what is really being revealed. And Sure. That's exactly it. We build connections based on our voice. If, if I am am, am kind of like this with you and I, and you kind of think I sound uninterested, it may not even be anything about you. It may be my own issue. I hate parties because I'm introverted and I'm analytical (laughs) and, and then, but what is your, what is your, your processing? Oh, here she comes. I'm going to talk to her again. You know, all this kind of stuff is going down. But, and basically what we're doing is we're foreshadowing in our voice. I'm foreshadowing what I'm afraid of, you know, and, and, and that it absolutely, it's about your voice is about connection. It's about revealing who you are. I think sometimes it's easier for me to talk in examples. I remember working with a woman and she was, she was very, kind of timid like this she would I would have her do presentations pitches for me she wasn't closing deals and and I would have her say them for me and it was all tentative like this and I said why aren't you getting the deals and they said because they wanted to hire somebody more passionate and I said but Jessica you're the most passionate person I've ever known I know but it was tentacles out she was trying to be what she thought they wanted her to be and so she was playing really safe and they weren't knowing that she was all passionate. Yeah. Same thing in connections. <laughs> I don't know if I like you. I don't know if we have anything in common. If you're, if you're kind of all playing all kind of here, but when right. you reveal who you are, I like, Ooh, I like him. We get along. Yeah. yeah. And, and the whole thing about this though, is you've got to be a little bit courageous <laughs> because, a lot. because, it's just opening yourself up is, is scary. So scary. And I don't think there's a person that's ever sat in front of me, Casey, where I haven't said your tentacles are out. You're trying to get your answer that it's okay before you reveal who you are. And what I'm going to ask you to do is the scariest thing you could imagine because the voice is so linked to judgment. It is know your truth and reveal it. And trust me when I say, because I mean it, you will end up getting what you want. We put these masks in place, these vocal masks, thinking that we're going to get what we want with them there. They will always keep us from getting what we want. But when we take them down, as scary as it is, and it's total trust, total trust of this random woman that has shown up on this podcast that's saying, what do you want to say? And how do you want to say it, do it, and you will immediately get a different result, I promise. Yeah, that, I believe that. And uh, I, as a speaker, I'm not the um, 
the greatest as far as technical and all that. But one of the things that I have been able to do is be open and passionate and it's worked pretty well for me. Yeah. Uh, just kind of let it all hang out and, and, you know, be who you are and let your heart lead. That's one of the things that I like is, is the heart deal. Yeah. So I think that's, that's been really good. Now I still have a lot of other issues. I think I'm really good at the voice thing, but like the, the, um, stuff, um, <laughs> um, um, and maybe saying a, a phrase over and over again, do you work on st- things like that also? Yeah. I'd like to tell you what both of those are. We can fix those right now for you and the listeners. So the repetition, I want to tell you what that is from a subconscious, from a subconscious level. I see it all the time. And this is no criticism of you. Everybody does it. I even did it. That's how I learned it. It is a fear in your subconscious mind that you are not being heard. So what, and I don't know if this is what you do, but this is what I see happen constantly. Let me say it this way but I'm not really sure if they heard it. So I'm going to say it this way now and make sure that they heard it, but I don't know. So now I'm going to say it over this way to ensure that they heard it because we don't trust ourselves. So what we have to do is we have to do what I call bottom line it connect to the message. So if I want you to know what I'm talking about and I'm going to repeat it this way and I don't even know something off. I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, let's say I want to teach you about breathing and I'm talking about breathing and then I say it again and, and I'm not really sure if you get it. So I say it again, three different ways, but the same thing. What is the bottom line of that? The bottom line is breathing is vulnerability and that's what you're avoiding. And I own it and I put it out there. I fill the space with it. Then I was heard. So that's what repetition can be. Now, right. what, what um is, is um is retrieval. Um, every time we, that means we're being too connected to the words. We're, we, we glitch out for a minute. We can be real connected to our message and we get distracted. Like I could, I'm real in my zone right now, but I've got my window open and a squirrel could go by and I could disconnect and I would maybe go um because I need to retrieve in my brain. It's like uh, going to the file drawer. Yep. That out. Yeah, that's right. So if we can trust that we are the expert and we know the words, because what I find happen when people, um, a lot, they're really, they, you know, and I'm talking a lot, they're really relying on their words and it goes back to that connect to the message. You are an expert. Believe it. What is the message? Write down three points of that message. The, the mess, I'm going to teach you the concept of breathing and I'm going to talk about doing it, capacity, brace mode. I'm going to trust that the words are going to be there for me and I'm going to focus on that message. And, and we're kind of taught to, to get all the words right, write out the speech, write out the words, get the presentation right. And that's great. But what that can do is that can put us relying on the words way too much. And we want to get the, and, and my analyticals, I love you, but you want to get those words just right. Thinking that the words are the power. I want to tell you something. The words are everything and they are nothing. It's how you bring them to life that changes everything. 
They must work together. So when you can connect to that message and know that I'm going to talk to these people about this and trust that the words will be there, you won't um as much. It's being grounded in the body, in the message, and staying out of the head as much as you can because you disconnect up there and um, there you go. Right. And then, and uh, the muscle memory would help with that too. And the practice and just being aware, the more you do it, the more you're listening for it, the more you're training your muscle memory to do that, the easier it will be for you. You better believe it. And it can be flipped very quickly. Right. You know, yeah. I, I used to heavy sigh, Casey. I used to go <sighs> all the time and I didn't even know I did it. And a woman came up to me one time I was directing a show and she said, do you know you sigh all the time? And I went, <sighs> no, I don't. Right. But it, she said, it's scary. It's scaring us. It's, I changed that within like two weeks. It's that it goes back to that awareness. Yeah. Now we're getting towards the end. So I wanted to hit some some results for people. What are some things that can happen in their lives when people get deliberate and intentional about improving the way they communicate using their voice? One, you can be taken more seriously. One, you can feel more confident and you can stop being traumatized by using your voice. You can get rid of that fear that, that you shouldn't use your voice or that people aren't going to listen. Three, I think the most profound thing that I see come out of this work is that even very successful people go up to the next level. You go up to the next level in your connections, in your ability to affect people in your sales. I've got salespeople that they, they will work with me every week forever because they see what happens to their sales. So it can, it's really almost shocking how much your voice can change your life. But it gives you, but I think that the biggest piece, I mean, the money's great, but the biggest piece is the freedom and no longer fearing what are they going to think? This is who I am. This is what I geek out about. And I'm going to share it with you. And there's such a freedom in that. Well, I think that's really beneficial. So what does it look like if somebody wants to contact you and work with you? What is it that you will do with people? How does the process work? And then we're going to have, we'll share your contact info, uh, all of that stuff so that people can connect with you for those who are listening and are interested in taking the next step. Sure. Well, they certainly can reach out to me. And one of the first things that I do is I ask for a recording. Let me have a recording of you just talking to me. And, and actually, I'm, I'm happy to offer this free of no charge to your listeners, Casey. If, if anybody wants to send me a recording and no pressure sales or anything like that, I can tell you what I hear. I'll get back to you. I'll send you an email. This is what I hear. This is what is maybe getting in your way. I write up this full analysis. Sounds stuck in the throat. You're asking my permission. What are you trying to prove? You know, whatever it is that I hear and I and I write all that down, I send that over, and then literally I only work with people for six weeks because muscle memory can be flipped that quickly. Now, this is if you work with me privately, and then same thing with group. It, it group is just you're doing it with other people, and that still really works, but I literally take on the biggest issue first. Let's say your sound is stuck. That's foundation, right? There's foundation and there's flair, or there's cake and there's icing. That's how I like to look at it. I'm going to get that sound flowing fast. So I'm going to run you through a couple of exercises. I'm going to know because I've already heard your sound where it's stuck. I'm going to run you through a couple of exercises. When I hear the result that we want, I know that's the right technique. 
So I will teach you that technique. So it's not step one, step two, step three. It's we got to find what works for you because everybody's different. And then I literally just run people through techniques on every single issue. The way that I work is that after each session, I write up custom homework based on that technique. You're going to be the one to do it 10 minutes a day. And that's all it takes because it's spot on 10 minutes a day. You're changing that muscle memory. And then, and I do all my sessions back at people all over the world. I do it via zoom. So you get a recording and you can go back and study that. And we do that for six weeks. And at the end of six weeks, it is profound, the difference. So that is when people work with me privately. And then I do offer a small group where it is very individualized. It's called Voices of Success, but it is in a small group. But and people are afraid of that sometimes, but it's actually really cool because you get to the validation from other people hearing the shifts beyond me. And that's really, I'm kind of like the mother that tells you you're pretty and that's really good. And people like that, but it's cool to have other people sitting in the space with you going, Whoa, that was awesome. Cause everybody sees the improvement of each other. The group goes to the next level together. Yeah. 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 So it's really fun. It's really fascinating work. It's not what I picked, but I do love it. Well, that's great. So here's what I recommend. Uh, we talked about the first step of, of learning how to use your voice, and that's awareness. And Tracy's giving everybody a great opportunity to get a free evaluation of your voice. I highly recommend you take advantage of that. Can you tell us how we can contact you? I'm going to put all the contact information beneath the show notes so everybody will be able to see that or and and click through. But can you just tell us how... Uh, to contact you? Sure. It's really easy. My website is captivatetheroom.com. And all my social media is either Captivate the Room or Tracy Goodwin. And then my email is tracy at captivatetheroom.com. And when I have people send recordings, which I do a lot, I love to I love to help people hear what, you know, line up that perception reception, because that's really so much of, of the starting place for you. You can just email it over to me, but everything is either Captivate the Room or Tracy Goodwin. Well, Tracy, that was really great information. Very helpful. Gave us some clear direction and things that we can use to help our lives better. And it can take you to the next level in your job, give you a promotion, help you close that deal, increase your sales, whatever it is, it can definitely help. Uh, Better relationships. So thank you for sharing that on the show. Really appreciate for being on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed being with you here today. You have been listening to the Finance and Markets Cash Flow Hacking Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure and visit our website, financeandmarkets.com to view this podcast's actionable cash flow strategies. And if this podcast was beneficial to you, please go to iTunes and search Cash Flow Hacking Podcast and leave a review to help other people find this and discover this podcast.
Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time. Mm-hmm.